Welcome to the IGN Movies Podcast. Keeping it real. That's Chris Carl. That's who it is. And I'm Jim Vavida. That's who you are. And Roth Cornette is not with us again because she is off at the TCA's the Television Critics Association doing that whole thing, talking to different folks over there, getting some scoopage left and right. Scooping it up. And then um, we just want to give you all a heads up that... We will not be podcasting next week for a very good reason. We're going to be at San Diego Comic-Con. I hope you are, too. <laughs> I hope you will be there to see all the panels and participate in the loveliness. Um, we will, however, be doing a constant, well, not constant, but a live stream event um, that will kick off Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Um, it'll be four hours a day, um, each of the days, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And we've got lots and lots and lots of, lots of very awesome cool people guests. coming down. Um, Greg Miller and Damon Hatfield, who you guys know from the game side and from news, will be uh, basically our anchors there. And then Naomi Kyle will be doing some stuff as well. Um, you'll get to see Roth doing interviews there. Yep. Maybe even me. Maybe some Jim. Maybe some Scott Kaler, our New York guy. Yeah, we've got really cool people so and far of course scheduled. You. Yeah, and <laughs> I, I won't be on camera, but I will be helping to put this thing together. So there's going to be all kinds of cool people there. We're, and I, yeah, we can talk about projects. We'll have people from from Horns. We'll have people perhaps from The Hobbit. Perhaps from The Hobbit. Perhaps uh, from... Uh, oh, man. So many projects. Goosebumps, yeah. Yeah, uh, you can imagine who some of these people might be. I, I don't feel at liberty to say you're you're the one running point <laughs> on all this. So Sin I'm going to keep two. my, We've got my some trap shut there. Got some one. Sin City too. We got a lot of TV can stuff. Can we tell them about a certain Batman? Yeah, I mean Kevin Conroy is going to be coming down. Yeah. Um, there, there are there may be more Batmans there on our. There may be more Batmans. <laughs> our lives. We will we will see. Anyway, for a full schedule, um, take a look at the uh, the IGN Comic Con schedule. If you go to the front page of IGN right now, um, there's a little banner um, right above the the long line of stories on the page, and that'll tell you what's going on at IGN uh, Live at Comic-Con. So do check it out. It's going to be a lot of fun, and there's a lot more that we can't talk about right now yeah. um, that will be there, uh, but uh, but rest assured, it's going to be great. Um, you know, we, you and I did a, a separate conversation about the five movies that we're stoked to see. Um, I'll tell people what they are right now. Is Batman v Superman? <laughs> if if it's uh, if it is going to be there, we're fully expecting it. Will Hobbit: Battle of Five Armies, uh, Sin City Two. Uh, we're we're expecting Avengers Two to be there. I mean, it would be a big shock if it isn't, since it's the only Marvel movie that's shooting. Well, <laughs> not only that, but I mean, they ran. You know, it was on the cover of Entertainment Weekly, that kicking off their Comic Con preview. So I pretty I, safe bet. Pretty safe bet. There's no safer bet. Actually, uh, Ninja Turtles. Uh, but there are many other movies that have been announced as, as going there. So let's talk about uh, some of them. Mad Max Fury Road, a very long in the making uh, fourth film in the Mad Max franchise. The first one with Tom Hardy as Mad Max, taken over from Mel Gibson. Um, that thing has been in the works forever, and long it finally time. exists. It's actually going to be showing stuff at, at the con. Yeah, the, I mean, there's that Warner Brothers panel that is going to happen on Saturday morning. And just so you guys know, for, for big superhero movie news, Saturday is the day to be att paying attention to. Yeah. We'll, we'll have all the news as it's breaking on IGN, but Saturday is the day. Starting early in the morning, Warner Brothers has their panel 10 at 10 a.m. Pacific time. It'll get out at 12. So imagine... You know, at Pacific time, you're probably going to get an announcement about something Batman v Superman by noon of that yeah. day. And then later that evening, 
um, is the marble panel, and that kicks off at five and ends at six. So. And if you're if you're out and about, not able to be in front of your computer, uh, but you have Twitter access, follow at IGN. Uh, you could also follow at Stacks IGN or at Scott IGN mm-hmm. because he will be in the hall, uh, Scott Calera. Um, but keep your eyes peeled there if you're out and about. And then, of course, come back, check out the site for our write-ups, our, our video impressions, whatever we do see, and, of course, the live stream. Uh, some other movies that, that are going to be there. You did mention Horns. That's the Daniel Radcliffe movie. Uh, there is Sharknado 2. Uh, which I, I, there's a lot of interest in that movie now. I, you know what? This is this is their <laughs> Hobbit. <laughs> at it's this point. amazing. This is their Avengers too. Um, so good. Goosebumps, which is Jack Black as R.L. Stein. Uh, he is going to be at the con. They have announced that. Pixels, an Adam Sandler video game movie. Basically, the way I've heard it pitched is that it's uh, Ghostbusters, uh, but for video gamers. Uh, right. Sandler is not going to be there, but there's going to be a little. Um, sneak peek from the set at the uh, at the at the panel for that one uh ninja turtles the giver jeff bridges doing the classic science fiction novel kingsman secret service that's the mark uh, miller um uh, graphic novel series that that matthew vaughn is directing got colin uh, colin firth in that samuel jackson, samuel jackson. that movie um, looks good man i'm yeah, actually really stoked really on sweet. that if you uh, haven't seen the trailer watch kingsman the secret service trailer it looks really really good the maze runner uh jupiter ascending which has now been pushed back till early next year legendary will be there we're thinking probably with Pacific Rim to kind of fan service. Nothing from the movie, I would imagine, but I'd be, I, I'd be shocked if Guillermo didn't come out and do a wave to his fans yeah. basically making this movie happen. On the outskirts um, for Legendary, can we potentially see a Mass Effect anything? Do I don't. Think? My, I I think safer money maybe on a little little sneak peek at Warcraft. Yeah, I'd say that's probably because that one's been shot now. It's wrapped, but doesn't come out until uh, 2017. It's like a long time. A few more cons yeah. in between there. Uh, uh, let's see what else do they have there. There's going to be a, a documentary on the ET video game, uh, the the unearthing awesome. of all that that stuff. Uh, Tusk, Kevin Smith. Um, now Lionsgate isn't doing a panel proper, but they will have the WWE there for uh, Leprechaun uh, and then uh, See No Evil. Yep. And then there's going to be a uh, documentary on Bat Kid. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, that one I'm curious about. And then uh, the next DC animated feature film, uh, home video release, Batman Assault in Arkham, will be screened there twice with uh, Kevin Conroy in attendance and some other cast members. Um Lionsgate, uh, though, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, um, you know, maybe some of their talent won't be out and about there. But I, I don't really know at this point. I'll, I'll, I'll wait and see. <laughs> DreamWorks Animation will be there. It's for, funny. Uh, one of those, we, I think, Penguins of Madagascar. We've been doing this for a long, long time now. And uh, it seems like every con, the announcements come later and later. It seems like every con, like, plans are, are locked in. Like at, at the zero hour, so it's uh it, it's kind of crazy how much how like how like close to the end. It's like E three is planned out. You know, everybody oh is going to yeah. be there like months ahead of time. We're you don't still know the games. we're still we're still battening the hatches here on some of these things. <laughs> yeah, we're still like, hey, is uh, this studio even coming? So you guys want to come? Come, come, <laughs> we're going to be there. Um, are there any other? Am I leaving out any other movies that we can talk about? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I 
there's a ton of stuff on the schedule already. I mean, obviously, um, Fox is bringing uh, Agent 47, so that'll be the first look at that. Ah, that yeah, the the dude from Homeland there playing. Yeah. Um, so Rupert Friend, uh, Zachary Quinto, oh, yeah. that Hannah Ware, that's the main cast for that movie. Um, so excited to see that movie because yeah. it's, uh, it's definitely something we, I mean, it's a big question mark right now. We've never yeah. seen anything from it. I really. mean, the, the, there have been, with the exception of Resident Evil, and I'm, and I'm excluding the Street Fighter reboot because that was a reboot, but have there been sequels to video game movies <laughs> outside um, of Resident Evil? Oh, Tomb Raider. That's well, it. Silent Hill. Oh, and Silent Hill. Yeah. Okay, so we've got three. Yeah. <laughs> so this is the rare sequel to a video game movie. Yeah, although I there think... Ain't no Max Payne 2 coming out anytime soon. Yeah, this is Max Payne 2 is not going to happen. Uh, Max Payne was, uh, was not a... Uh, it was an ill sort of conceived effort, I think, on that yeah. one. Yeah, I think they were trying to make it their Sin City, and it just didn't work. And the problem with certain things is, like, I think that one missed the boat by a few years. If it, if it had come out earlier, that mm. w- you would have capitalized more on the Max Payne hype. But by the time that movie came out, like, Max Payne as a thing was already kind of yeah. waning. So yeah, It's kind of like, it reminds me of how they desperately trying to make Spy Hunter happen, and it's yeah. like... Really? Who really needs Spy Hunter? I think for that, they were looking for a vehicle, <laughs> quote-unquote, for, <laughs> ro- for The Rock. Um, I really do. And But he I, got Doom instead. Yeah, he got <laughs> he got that franchise. Oh, wait. <laughs> I, you know, that's actually the first. Hall H is the big panel room. It's a 5,000-person room at Comic-Con, and that was the first time I ever did a moderation at in Hall H was for Doom. No kidding. And uh, it was awesome. It was crazy. I've done Doom. I did all the video game movies. I did yeah. Doom. I did Silent Hill 2, which... Did uh, you do Legend of Chung Lee? No, I didn't. I didn't. I did, uh, and then I did The Wolfman, I think, there once. But Oh, yeah. <laughs> Doom was super... Doom was actually super um, interesting to do because, it, you know, like, I hadn't met anybody prior to moderating. I basically got on stage and then started talking to all these oh, people. Oh, hey, Dwayne Johnson. I was like, hey, The Rock, what's up, man? Yeah, I, I made some Carl Urban and all yeah, that? Carl, yeah, Carl, well, actually, you know, I had met Carl, Carl Urban before going Just on stage. Just out hanging out. Yeah, me and, you know, and K-Dog, as I call him. K-Dog. <laughs> the Kerr. <laughs> <laughs> the Kerbin. Um, let's see. So that's pretty much uh, what we know right now at Comic-Con. Uh, there are all, always... Uh, surprises and stuff like that. Um, so keep it locked here at IGM. We're going to keep it uh, keep it real. We're going to keep there. it real um, for sure. Let's talk about uh, uh, last weekend's box office where Dawn of the Planet of the Apes <laughs> opened very strongly. First place with $72.6 million. God much, bless her. Much better even than – good job, Dawn uh, – <laughs> than the previous film. Uh, and then it uh, he had rave reviews, including from our own Scott Calora, and uh, it's it's poised to probably stay number one this weekend. It's got three huge challenges, uh, challengers, I should say, uh, and we can talk about that at the the tail end of this. But before we go any further. Chris, you want to tell people about the very special guest yeah. that if you stay tuned to the end of this podcast, Let's tease you it will out. actually get to hear from none other than the mighty Yondu. <laughs> and no, I mean, AKA. <laughs> AKA Michael Rooker's on. That's right. Um, Merle Dixon himself from Walking Dead. Uh, kind of a, a nice, pleasant surprise here. We, we had him swing by the office and we talked about him playing 
the blue-skinned, uh, well, can't say red-haired because he doesn't have the Finn Mohawk thing in this one. He's got some sort of like... We, we do go into some detail he, about yeah, what it do, is. Yeah, we do, actually. It, it kind of looks like an armrest in the chair, like the chair <laughs> we're sitting in. That's looks like he's got it bolted to his head, but he's Yondu and that. And, of course, you guys know him from Merle and The Walking Dead. And he talks about that project and how... Guardians almost didn't happen because of Walking Dead. So he yeah. talks about that. He talks about some of the other career highlights. Um, and, uh, you know, he was a hell of a guy to talk to. And then he broke my Merle Dixon toy. <laughs> but if there's anybody who can break the false hand on Merle Dixon, <laughs> it's Merle Dixon. And I'm okay with that. I have to say, um, you know, he's one of those guys that you could probably sit around and talk to for all day long. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, God, yeah. I would have loved so, to have talked to him longer, yeah. So much, like, rich, like, Hollywood history there. I mean, one of his first movies was uh, was Sea of Love, and he yeah. was, he was, he's telling us that. Well, I mean, you can listen to it. Yeah. He he got to. And, of course, he was Henry Porter, the serial killer. Now, we didn't have time to talk to him about some other movies he was in that I would have loved to talk Tombstone. Yeah. He was in JFK, Tombstone. you know? If. Hey guys! Although John Sales Eight Men Out did get a shutout, that's true. <laughs> hey guys, if you listen to this podcast and you haven't seen Tombstone, go rectify that right now. Oh, it's an awesome flex. So good. You don't even have to like westerns to like it. I love westerns, so and I, I thought it was, I thought it was the bomb back in the day. Yeah, I, I think it is still <laughs> now. Like anytime it's on TV, I can't help but but watch it. I mean, it's really funny. Um, I always think when I think about that movie, I think of you know obviously Val Kilmer and the. And and he he was awesome in that and oh, yeah. Kurt Russell awesome obviously but then there are all these like like Michael Sam Rooker Elliott, Michael there's Rooker, Michael Stephen Bean. Lang is in it Stephen Lang Powers Booth Michael S- Bean such a good cast uh, Bill Paxson yeah it, Sam Elliott um, just an amazing cast Dana Delaney Dana Delaney uh, Billy Zane <laughs> that's right Jason Priestley so I've been watching Salem on TV and it's kind of you know silly fun. Um, and Stephen, oh, Lang, yeah, Stephen, Stephen Lang has that, been yeah. on it as this witch hunter. And he was like the chubby guy in Tombstone. Oh, and Billy Bob Thornton it, it, is in Tombstone. That, it's true. Stephen Lang on Salem is amazing because it's like he's channeling James Lipton with his way of speaking. <laughs> it's just inside the actor's It's studio, just outstanding. James. You should. I, I don't know if I can recommend. Burning you at the state will be scrumptious. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that I can really recommend Salem. Yeah, I can. Hell, I like it. I'll, I'll check it out it's at fun. some point. I'll, I'll, but when Stephen it, when Lang. Netflix. Stephen Lang makes it happen. If you guys. Don't know who Stephen Lang is. I'm bad working temporary reference. Yeah, bad guy from Avatar. And he was in uh, he was in Manhunter back when he was still a chubby character actor. He, you know, a lot of you guys know him as like the the silver haired, like muscular, tough guy from like Avatar and, and Terra Nova. Yeah. But you know, there was a time when he was a uh, curly headed, chubby character actor. Yeah. And he played uh, Freddie Lowndes in in Manhunter. Who yeah. like on TV Philip is Seymour, completely different, you which know. Which is the hot redheaded chick in that <laughs> one, but it was Philip Seymour Hoffman in Red Dragon playing. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, one one movie we did forget to mention in our little uh, San Diego Comic Con rundown, Ant Man will be there because Michael Douglas says it will be. So yeah. that's out of that cat's out of the bag. And if he says it, it's happening. Um, but uh, to to circle back to to Apes for a second. Um, you haven't seen the flick. I yet, haven't yet. No, it's an awesome film. To. Do, do um, between that and and Rise, do you are you kind of more interested in the future of the Apes franchise now than yeah? Maybe I mean, would have been. I I mean I I think you know with the first film, I just felt like it 
it nailed it. And by all accounts, like this movie is even better than the last oh, one. Yeah. And, and I so love like the last I, one. I, I really feel like they have a franchise here. I, I they've gotta be so happy that it's that yeah. it's gone so well. I mean well. think about Fox has really owned this summer with uh X Men Days of Future Past and now Apes. They're and they the have first, a fault in our stars too. They're the first studio to a billion this year. Um, they've beat out even Disney, who I think has had a really long streak of being the first to appear. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, but Fox has done it this year, and I that mean, is no small Do you no think Disney has potatoes. been uh, maybe hurt by the fact that they didn't have a big summer release like a Pixar movie? Yeah, I I do. I mean, I I think um, no Cap- no Marvel movie except for well Cap. It's kind of like but Cap was it, April. In, there's nothing in between. There was like April and August, and I mm. I do think they'll hit a billion when when Guardians comes out, but. Uh, yeah, it's it's interesting. It's I I don't think that's happened to Fox in a while, mm. where they were like the number one studio this late <laughs> in the year. <laughs> they don't know what to do with themselves. <laughs> oh yeah, they do. They, oh yeah, they do. They're yeah, gonna make, print more money. They're gonna make more <laughs> X Men movies. They're gonna make more Planet of the Apes movies. They know what they're doing. Uh, let's talk about the the week that was because it does talk about X Men a little bit. X Men First Class writers Ashley Miller and Zach Stenz. Um, have come aboard uh, along with executive producer Roberta Orsi. Uh, to write the Power Rangers movie. I mean... Uh, that's kind of a silk cat on a pig, don't you think? Getting uh, the, the writers of X-Men to, to do... And they've worked on some other Marvel stuff, but, you know, that bodes well for Power Rangers, yeah. I think, you know? That's them's fighting words for Power Rangers fans, I think. I, I would say that... Oh, I'm sorry, Power Rangers. You know, it's interesting because these, these nostalgia movies are actually becoming bigger and bigger, and I think, you know, Transformers is just this blockbuster, just ginormous thing now, and, and I think... Uh, Ninja Turtles is going to be similar to that, and uh, you know, I why haven't they done this sooner? Power Rangers well, is huge. I mean, uh, it, maybe it was a right thing, but I do feel like we're we're graduating out of '80s nostalgia and, and more firmly into '90s nostalgia now. Yeah. Uh, I, I I feel like you've about tapped out the '80s. At the, <laughs> unless oh, they'll go back. Unless they're going to make like some two hundred million dollar Alf movie at this point. Oh man. Although I'm surprised they haven't with. Uh, the success of Ted get te- uh, get Seth MacFarlane to do the Alf movie. I may have r- mentioned this on and Andy Serkis to do him as motion capture. <laughs> <laughs> I may have mentioned this on this podcast before, but apparently the making of Alf was super super tenuous. Like the way that the set was, because the puppeteer had to move around the set. That's there were true. Yeah. All these holes in the floor and stuff, and while the cast was moving sort of around the floor, all these people almost fell and like really seriously hurt themselves on a regular basis. So the blocking of that show is super important. And like I guess the, the most cast, dangerous show on television. The cast and crew morale after like several seasons of that show was so low that they basically were like, "Yeah, can't do it anymore." Wow. And that's why. That's How did you know this? It, it, there's a whole article about it. So look it up on Google. Oh it's crazy. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, well, <laughs> on that note, so uh, let's talk do about. Do ALF, but don't do it that way. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Marvel. We, we've had some coverage this week, thanks to uh, IGN UK's Chris Tilley. They were doing some events for, for Marvel over there, and he got to talk to Kevin Feige, who runs Marvel Studios, who told him that, uh, spoiler, but post-Shield, Tony Stark is now bankrolling the Avengers, and that uh, Stark Tower is now Avengers Tower, which you knew at the end of Avengers when all the letters fell off and there was a giant A. That seemed pretty obvious, but... Also, you know, spoilers, but uh, if you guys are watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., there's some minor spoilers here, but um, at the end of S.H.I.E.L.D., you know, Maria Hill doesn't really have... uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Maria Hill doesn't really have a place to go, so her next gig is 
also with Stark Industries. Yeah. So you can see kind of how those pieces are lining up. Yeah, she'll be maybe she'll be like the the uh, public point person for Avengers. You know? Yeah, and you don't know how um, how Nick Fury is going to factor into any of this either. You know, who, who knows? That fugitive on the run, Nick Fury. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he just kind of went off to do his thing, and and uh, who knows when he'll be seen from again. And they did say in an Entertainment Weekly article that uh, the vision, they acknowledge that it is Jarvis, but they're not, you know, that it's not a coincidence, they said, that Paul Bettany is playing Vision. Uh, I'm sure we'll learn more about that at at, at uh, Comic-Con. Um, also, Kevin Feige spoke to Chris Tilly about um, Peyton Reed taking over Ant-Man. Which and, has been a fair bit of conversation among us. And, and you can you can read the full article on the site, but basically he was saying that, you know, Peyton Reed's a guy they've had on their radar for a while because, you know, he was supposed to do the Fantastic Four movie way back in the day. It didn't work out. But that he also, um, he has met with them in the past in other projects. Uh, apparently met with them on Guardians of the Galaxy. Huh, that's interesting. Uh, but they liked James Gunn's take that little bit better. I, well, and it's interesting because uh, James Gunn's take is definitely, you know, it goes to the comedy side. So you could tell, like, th that's a really important element to Marvel movies. And, yeah. and especially in this phase, I think. I think for smaller characters um, or ones that they're less sure of, I feel like the comedy angle is kind of something that they're leaning on going forward. Um, and then let's uh, we have a little bit uh, of comic book news this week that I think broaches a Marvel movie discussion at some point, uh, which is, you know, the Falcon is now Captain America. Um, and then, of course, Bucky Barnes at one point in the comics after Cap had been killed in the comics. He, of course, now Steve Rogers is alive again. But, uh, well, uh, I forget the story, but maybe he never actually died. I forget what happened. <laughs> Anyways, I mean, he, does he, it matter? When it was believed that he was dead, uh, Bucky took over the mantle of Cap. So, with Chris Evans only signed for six Marvel movies. And after the events of, of and, Winter Soldier... And, and, and some of the cameo stuff hasn't counted. Yeah. To be fair. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I think he's done with Avengers 3. C uh, could we be looking at either Falcon or Bucky kind of having a battle for the mantle of Captain America in a future Cap movie? Well, you know, my theory is that Chris Evans, you know, uh, Steve Rogers is going to die at some point. Yeah. And, uh, and they will have to replace him. So, like, that's that's my theory. I'm not saying that's I don't that's see them happen. doing the bring them back from the dead thing like they do in comics, I think. I have a no. feeling that Marvel, well, with the exception of Phil Coulson. But, uh, <laughs> I think they're just going to pass the mantle to somebody else. Or... Eliminate the character completely. One interesting thing from that Entertainment Weekly thing is the fact that Iron Man is definitely there in his armor. Oh, yeah. He's got his armor back. And then we also saw in another inside photo from that that uh, um, uh, Rhodes is going to be back. Yeah, War Machine. Yeah. yeah. Or Iron Jim? Patriot. Yeah. Uh, Rhodey, Jim Rhodey. Rhodes. Oh, that was like Jim Rhodes. Yeah, he's a, at least in the scene. He's in. He's in one of the stills. So that was a, that was kind of a pleasant surprise because I think there had been some back and forth about whether or not he was doing it. Um, so you know, keep it. Uh, keep your eyeballs here. We're we're going to be covering everything Avengers too and and Marvel. And Roth just got done talking with Scarlett Johansson about uh, about Black Widow, and she said that Black Widow has a lot more toys to play with in nice. Avengers too. So whatever that means, she has an electric Harley too. So well, I mean, maybe that's maybe that's part of it. But you know, we've never really seen her use the bracelets or the things on her belt. Yeah. So um, I don't remember what those are called, but we haven't seen those much in use. 
Um, I mean, I think there's a little bit in Cap 2, but like... A little bit, yeah. Not, not like we've seen him in the comics. So like, yeah. perhaps they're talking about that. We'll see. Um, some other comic book movie news. Guillermo del Toro uh, has been doing some press, and he said that Hellboy 3 is just not happening. They can't get funding for it. Uh, and he did say that if it did happen, <clears throat> excuse me, it would have ended up with... Hellboy having to embrace his apocalyptic destiny that he's been avoiding, uh, but in order to save the world. Interesting. I mean, I will never, ever write off a Guillermo del Toro project, ever. Yeah. Like, and I think I, I did a panel with um, with uh, Ron Perlman at C2E2 a couple years ago, and he said, basically... Uh, he owes Guillermo del Toro so much, so anytime he comes calling for Hellboy, he's gonna answer the call, and yeah. he's gonna he'll pick up the mantle. Even though he hated, hated, hated getting in that makeup. I mean, it was a yeah. pretty grueling makeup process. He said he'll do it. He owes it to Guillermo. So um, let's. Uh, we have a couple of other little news items here. Um, Uncharted, the long in development feature film version of the game. Uh, according to its director, Seth Gordon, who you know from Camp Kong, uh, and I believe he did Identity Thief, right? Uh, I think so. Uh, um, is odd. He says it's going to start filming in early 2015. Now, I feel like we've heard this kind of thing from past directors on the project, but what do you think? Is now the time, now or never, for Uncharted? I mean, I don't think it's now or never, but I I do you know, always think that when you do a video game property, um, you, you know, you're going to try to hit it around the time when there's interest in the game so you know hopefully a new game will come out and then the movie will follow or vice versa so that right. there's some quote-unquote synergy going on there um i don't know i mean i think it could start filming in 2015 it's certainly been in develop long development long enough and he's been attached for a while so i'm well, sure they're making it's progress interesting uh, i mean as far as we know there's no actor attached um at this point uh, I guess we could start guesstimating who might be available. I think it will be a star. I don't think you're. I, I think Uncharted, while a popular game, I think you need a star for yeah. Nathan Drake. Sorry, Philly and fans. You know, it was interesting as I was watching a little bit. I caught a snippet of On the Road uh, last night, and I was thinking, you know, could maybe do it as Garrett Hedlund. Really? Could possibly do it. I, Interesting. Tron Legacies, Garrett Hedlund. <laughs> yeah. So I don't. I don't know. I I was like, yeah, maybe he might need a little age on him. But yeah, I I, I kind of picture it being a guy in his his thirties. What about Tom yeah. Hardy? I know you don't want to know if like, he's funny enough. Flag him for every single. Oh, you know? Chris Pine. Yeah, potentially Chris Pine, Chris Pratt. We said before. Yeah, Chris Pratt. I mean, Chris um, Pratt definitely has the full range, but. Um, it I wonder if after Guardians, if it's too similar. Yeah, it might be weird with Star Lord and under his belt already, because yeah. I think he'd be a good choice. Bradley Cooper. Yeah, br um, yeah, you know my feelings on that. Ah. <laughs> carrot top, maybe. Yeah, uh, another carrot top reference. <laughs> just, just can't get through a I podcast without. You can't it. do it. Can't. Um, Hateful Eight. That's another movie that might start filming in early 2015, according to Kurt Russell. Uh, that's the Tarantino western, which was dead and is back again. I, it must be nice to be somebody like Tarantino. You can just throw a public hissy fit, and then, eh, no, we'll end up doing I'm, it after all. I'm pretty sure it is nice to be Tarantino. I, I, but I, I, I don't. He's going to be at Comic Con for a comic book panel. As I said, I don't think I don't think it is necessarily unwarranted. Somebody really close to him leaked that script, and I think he was really pissed in the moment. Yeah. And l if you think about like your sort of 
worst moment being publicly <laughs> broadcast. It wasn't even his worst moment. I think he's justified. I think our worst moments are publicly broadcast every time we do one of these <laughs> podcasts, Chris. A ding, ding, Pretty ding. sure. A At least ding, ding. Roth might feel that way. I don't know. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, let's talk about what's uh, opening up this weekend, and then we're going to get to uh, good old Michael Rooker. Um, who can take down Caesar and his apes? Will it be the Purge Anarchy? Will it be Planes, Fire and Rescue? Will it be Sex Tape starring Cameron Diaz and Jason Segel? That's a lot of contenders. I think none of them will. I think Apes is going to stay number one uh, with, I'm going to say, $34 million. I think Purge Anarchy is doing well on Fandango. Um, and you know, let's not forget, the first one was a big sleeper hit. The question with this one is, it's really about, is that concept, that brand now, is it one? It's only the, the second film. And it doesn't have a recognizable person in there like an Ethan Hawke. This is Frank Rillo, for, you know, Brock Rumlow, Crossbones from Cap 2 starring it. So it really does come down to, is the name The Purge strong enough to open this movie? See, I think the ads have been really good for that movie, actually. And yeah. I liked it. Uh, my review is now up on the, the site. I, I didn't. I thought the first one had an interesting premise, but really fell apart. Yeah. And then the second one, I just liked a lot more. It reminded me of like old school John Carpenter, Assault on Precinct 13, huh. Escape from New York kind of stuff. Actually, you know what? I uh, mentioning Assault on Precinct 13. I actually really like the sequel to the, or the the remake of that, which Demonico wrote, the guy who does the Purge movies. Oh, well, yeah. And had Ethan Hawke. I really thought that that was a well-done sequel. If you're going to do a sequel, if you're going to remake something, not, I keep saying sequel, but if you're going to remake something, that's a that's yeah. a shining example of like, oh, keep the spirit, now, update it. I, I didn't hate uh, sex tape like other people. That I thought it was perfectly okay um, uh, date night movie. I wasn't expecting anything else from it. I'm not sure what other people were. Uh, I think that'll probably be third place. And Planes too, also like. Purge 2, I didn't dislike as much as I did the first movie. I still think it's pretty perfunctory family entertainment, but it's got a better message than the first movie, which was, don't you just want to be famous? This one's like, <laughs> here's what it takes to be a hero. I think yeah. that's a much better message yeah. for kids. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Just for people in general. I think... Uh, <laughs> we hear the other message a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All you got to do is... Uh, it go on exist i think really, <laughs> yeah, I all you have to do is look um, at anything so i think apes will be number one i'm going to say 34 million i think purge anarchy will actually be second place i think i think it'll have a big weekend and then probably drop off but it'll have made its money back now it costs three times what the last one it uh cost to make which means it only costs nine million to make <laughs> so I, I think it's in the black no matter what it does but no, uh, i'm going to say 28 million for that then i think sex tape I think it'll be a little bit more muted, but I'd say probably around, I'm going to say 24 for that one. And then I think Planes 2, you know, no one really liked the first Planes movie, um, but it's still, it was, you know, uh, modestly uh, budgeted um, car spinoff. So I'm going to say, I'm going to say 19 million for that one. All right. So I think, I think I pretty much agree with your order. Um, I think, Apes is going to do about 30. I think Purge Anarchy is going to do right under it. I agree, like 28. Sex Tape, I think, is going to be more around 21 or so. Okay. And then I think um, Planes 2 is going to hit about 20. I okay. think there is an element there, um, thinking back to like when I was a kid. I think there's something about fire vehicles and stuff like that. Yeah. Like the fire element that 
is a little bit more captivating than just planes. I got to say, though, it was uh, some of those scenes were a bit intense for some of the small kids at my screening whose parents had to bring them out. Mm. So I think if you're bringing like your four year old, they might be a little spooked by some of the, the fire. They, they actually do get kind of intense. Uh, but um, I thought it was a little funnier than the first movie. And I did like the message better. And uh, yeah, so that's what's opening up this weekend. But I still think the Mighty Apes will remain number one. Mighty Apes. I, when I was a kid, when I was four years old, my parents took me to see Star Wars. And a lot of little, um, I don't know, wussy kids there were like, <laughs> were... Okay, this is what they did at my did screening. Did the walrus so, man arm amputation scene freak Yeah, out? it bothered people. I didn't. I didn't bother me at all. Um, when I, but here's what was happening in my screening, which was amazing. It was far enough along into Star Wars Mania that they actually had an actor dressed as Darth Vader going through the audience. Oh, like, nice. And coming up behind people and scaring them during the thing, and that Jeez. scared the crap out of kids. I loved it. It was like <laughs> one of my first. Did he, did he do the choke thing? Did he lift you up by the neck? No, no, nothing, nothing <laughs> so bad. I mean, I'm sure, like, I mean, it was, uh, lawsuits weren't as big of a deal back then, but, like, already <laughs> I don't think they would have choked you out kids. You took your scares like a man back I did, then. man. And then, like, they brought me, and my parents brought me to Raiders of the Lost Ark, too, like, two years later, whenever that came out. And um, That's far more gruesome for a kid. Far more gruesome. I loved it. My dad took yeah. me out, and I was like, no, don't take me out. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, the whole uh, melting faces at the end. Loved it. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, uh, we're going to wrap it up here now. Again, no podcast next week because of Comic-Con. But uh, stay tuned now for Michael Rooker, the one and only. We had a great time talking to him, and I think you guys will enjoy what he has to say. Uh, we we recorded on video on actual filmed entertainment here <laughs> uh, this section of the podcast. So so look for those in the uh, in the days ahead but right now without further ado michael rooker all right everybody uh we are here at the keeping it real podcast with the one the only michael rooker know him from walking dead merle dixon a bunch of other films henry portrait of a serial killer and uh one of my personal favorites tombstone but you have (laughs) you have a brand new movie coming up uh a little, a little something from Marvel Studios. Uh, tell us what movie and who you play in it. Yeah, I, I play a guy named uh, um, uh, Yandu Udanta, and uh, we're doing Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, now Yandu, I, I remember from the comics, blue dude with a giant red <laughs> mohawk. And, and a, like a, a loincloth. And a loincloth. <laughs> with a bow and arrow. <laughs> right. Now, when they told you... Yondu, and you Google it. <laughs> what was what went through your head? I knew I already knew who Yondu was. Oh yeah. And I was like, well, my first thought was like, cool. I can, <laughs> I can do this. I can do this. But man, I better start working out <laughs> because you know Yondu is that that cat had some he had some, some arms on him and, le- and legs. I got really skinny legs, so man, I got this. My my first thought was like. Damn, I'm gonna have to really work out on my legs <laughs> if I'm gonna do that whole loincloth thing. <laughs> and then my second thought was like, "Wow, I get to wear the, I get to have this huge fin, you know, this big mohawk thing." And and uh, and I found out none of that, none of that. <laughs> and I'm going, "Why? But why? You know?" <laughs> I, I would have loved to have seen the fin. That mohawk was like to me like. <laughs> 
you know, even as a kid, if I couldn't remember the character's name, I'm like, it's the blue dude with the blue giant red mohawk. Blue dude with the mock, with, yeah. the, the, with the fin. A lot of people call it a fin because it goes all the way down the back oh, yeah. and it connects, right? Now, how did you know uh, Yondu beforehand? Were you a comics reader? I, yeah, yeah. I, I, I read comics and I, mostly I looked at the pictures. <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody does that, and and some people just don't admit it. They're like, no, hey, I, I, yeah. to, 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 I mean, seriously, I look at pictures. I mean, the words really baffled me. These these this English stuff. You know? <laughs> Actually, words that I say are written on paper. <laughs> wow, what does that look like? You know, and and I'm like checking it out, and I'm going like, this is hard. I don't know if I could do this whole word. <laughs> reading thing and, <laughs> and I actually I, I was a little bit dyslexic you know when I was a kid so I, I, you know it, it sort of messed me up a lot yeah. and so th the comics were my way of uh, learning to read yeah. and, and because I did it visually too yeah so awesome. I connect visually and so the way I learn is very much like that I, I still do visual my, my visual connection to stuff today is is Absolutely. That's how I look at my scripts. Yeah. I, I mean, my, my scripts don't have uh, panels in them or anything like that, but I visualize almost everything that I read. I remember, you know, uh, uh, you know I did drama in high school like, you know, so many other kids, and uh, I was having trouble with lines, and it, it didn't click until somebody's like, just visualize the lines. So you're like, oh, yeah, the thing with the boat, you know, or something <laughs> like that. It, it, it works. It works for me, you know. Yeah. It worked. I mean, I was I – was, scared senseless to get up in front of class and and read yeah. i mean even today i mean you know what if you give me a microphone and i got this microphone in my hand <laughs> and i'm walking around the stage i'm awesome but if you put this microphone at a podium and i have to stand in, in behind this podium and talk into this microphone for some reason I think I think it all stemmed from church. <laughs> for some reason, it 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 just the pucker factor just goes. Whoa, this is scary stuff. I like the pucker factor. You know, use that. It's like wow. Well, you're you know, it just goes like oh, I don't know if I can. This is scary. This is scary. You know, and. Um, yeah, uh, law enforcement talk about pucker factor all the time. You know, <laughs> when, they, when they get into a gun battle or something, there's a pucker factor that happens. Yes, if you if you uh, do, if you uh, don't want to admit it, then yeah. <laughs> well, let's, uh, tell us a little bit besides just the visual changes to Yondu. Tell us a little bit about his his role in the in the movie and sort of how he ties in because in the comics, he was one of the original guardians. That's right. Yeah. yeah, that's right. He was original Guardians. I, I think it started in '69 ish, right? Yeah, yeah, back in 1969. It was a really long time ago, and, and that was one of the big questions when we when we first uh, announced that um, Yondu was going to be a part of this this whole new group of Guardians. You know, everybody's gonna everybody was like going, "Whoa, how? <laughs> yeah. This is impossible. What the <laughs> time travel? <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, you know, because they did that back then, and and uh, they." Traveled in that little bubble through space and time and continuum and all this kind of <laughs> stuff. Um, so everybody was uh, uh, debating what, uh, how is this going to be and and what's what role is he going to have and all this kind of stuff. Uh, but uh, you know things change and uh, uh, we have an updated newer version of Yandu mm -hmm. Udanta. Yeah, um, <laughs> I I don't have the big fin. 
thing. And what is that? What, it looks almost like you have something implanted into your head. It's, you know, when I first saw it, it was like as if it was, were growing out of my skull. You know, I, I always saw it as growing out of my skull as opposed to something that had been implanted. But, <laughs> you know, a gun, I, I, I think, has um, corrected me several times. <laughs> but he, he corrects me all the time. But I still, I still have my own ideas, and I still like the idea that it's growing out of my skull. <laughs> you know, I, I, whether I'm right or wrong, it doesn't matter. I, I just went with that idea, and, it, and it's always been in the back of my head that it's sort of growing. Yeah. It looks like it's growing out uh, from underneath the skin and pushing, pushing the skin. Yeah. yeah. And, and But if you, you know... Be that as it may, I, I'm probably wrong, and I'm, I'm sure I'm sure Gunn is going to say I'm wrong. And when you interview him, or if, if you hear it on 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 some of his interviews, because we talk, he talked about that the other day, and a lot of the characters have been kind of. Uh, I don't know what you'd call it, cybernetically altered. Yeah, like you know, rocket in some and stuff. way, yeah. Ro- rocket's been altered quite a lot. Um, um, there are other characters within our uh, stories that you can tell have these mechanical devices implanted into their bodies and stuff. And uh, so, yeah, yeah, that's that's going on there. And it and it's a kind of a through line throughout the piece. You'll see you'll see uh, uh, beings that have this 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 stuff going on. And I really don't know why. Um, you know, I didn't. I didn't really delve that, you know, deeply into it. You know, with gun. I mean, it was like I had enough to deal with already. Right. Uh, I, and I had to get over the fact that I wasn't going to have to. I, I wasn't going to have a loincloth. Yeah. <laughs> was he like just be thankful? Damn it! I wanted a loincloth <laughs> so badly. It's and the my, new kilt. Well, my my, yeah. my fans wanted a loincloth. <laughs> I mean, all my fans. I got ni- like ninety eight percent of my fans are. I got a lot of guy fans. Don't get me wrong, but on on the on the 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 the, uh, the fan clubs and all that stuff. It's the women. It's all women, and they were they were like, Yandu looks so cool, but he has too much wardrobe. <laughs> what's what's with the wardrobe? What's with all these clothes? You know <laughs> what's going on here? That's funny. <laughs> so so did uh, did Gun um, kind of write Yandu in? Just for you, did you know before like anybody else kind of even knew about this movie that you were going to be part of it? Yeah, yeah, I knew he was writing a role for me. Nice. Yeah, awesome. and um, but I also knew that I was in The Walking Dead at the time. Oh. And then yeah. I was like, I was like crossing my fingers, hoping and praying that the film would be shooting on my my uh, hiatus. hiatus. Right? Oh wow! And then of course it's not. And then uh, we were like on the phone going like, oh, man, this totally sucks. (laughs) So he was like, well, could you take this this other, would you do this other role, you know, for me? And I I go, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, of course, of course I will. And, um, you know, about halfway through The Walking Dead, three quarters of the way through Walking Dead, I, I find out that. I get this call that uh, they're killing off, uh, you know, Merle Dixon. And I'm like, 
what? <laughs> <laughs> that is the dumbest idea I've people heard love in me. a long time. <laughs> don't you know people hate me and they love me at the same time? Don't you don't you understand that conflict? That's gold. That's 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 more that's platinum dude <laughs> i mean that is crazy that's the stuff. best problem to ever have i mean they love you and they hate you and they hate you and they love you it's like a really really a, a very um they made I mean, a that, doll out of you i mean that relationship is like craziness right yeah and so they decided well no they decided i'm not gonna fight them so uh they told me and they told me also to keep it very top secret you know it's one of those hush 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 very hush hush thing and I hung up the phone, and I <laughs> immediately <laughs> called Gun. I'm, I'm sorry, free. AMC. I lied. <laughs> but, you know, he's my best friend, and and um, what am I going to do? i got to pay the mortgage, okay? <laughs> it, it's like I keep a secret, and I don't work for several months, or I, or I tell my dearest, closest friend who's written this role for me, uh, and uh, ready to pay me money <laughs> yeah. with Marvel slash Disney, for God's sake. Come on. <laughs> what do you do, right? I was in a quandary. No, not at all. I had it was, There was no second thought whatsoever. I, called, I dialed. I dialed. I said, and I, this is how I did it, though. It was like kind of cool. I said, hey, uh, God, listen, I got to talk to you. <laughs> and he said, yeah, what's up? What's up? And he said, dude, man, I, I can't play that little role. <laughs> you know, I just, you know, I'm I'm in the biggest TV show in the world right now. <laughs> Merle Dixon is despised. He's hated. At the same time, women want him. You know, I mean, I don't get it. You don't get it. No one gets it, but it's true. And I don't understand. I don't understand, but I just I, I just know I can't play this little role. I know people say there're no little roles in Hollywood, only little actors. If that's the case, I'm a little actor. I don't care. I'll be little. But I just can't do it, dude. I, I'm a big star now. And, and uh, yeah, TV star. I'm a big TV star. Uh, <laughs> and he's like, dude, I totally understand. He was so gracious. Oh, that's awesome. uh, dude, it was just so, he was really, truly so gracious. And I was really trying to be as as bad as possible. Be as much and of a he, diva as you can to your buddy, He was right? so amazing. He was so gracious. <laughs> and, and he says, you know what? Don't worry about it. You know, we'll find something else. Everything's cool, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I could I could feel the disappointment in his in his. Uh, How long have you voice. known each other now? Oh, about nine years, really. Yeah. But he's like the guy that you meet that you you think you've, you, you, you know, you feel like you've, you've known each other forever. Right. You yeah. know, that kind of buddy. Yeah. And so... Anyway, so you, you, you poor James Gunn. Slither? I felt sorry for him, you know, and 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 I just I just said, look, okay. I I tell you what, I tell you what, I can't I can't do the little role, but I will do the bigger role. <laughs> <laughs> he said, "What are you talking about?" I said, "Well, dude, I just been killed off." <laughs> they kill me. They're gonna, they're gonna kill me two times in one episode. I'm gone. <laughs> yeah. I'm dead. Yeah. Never coming back. Yeah. They so made I'm sure. Gone, yeah. baby. Yeah. I'm gone. I'm gone. I'm gone. And he's like, I can see, I can see him. I can hear him jumping up and down the hallway. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, he stops and he goes, "Oh shit! <laughs> now all I gotta do is convince Marvel." <laughs> yeah. and uh lo and behold, Marvel was all in. And are, and, are you at liberty to say what the other role would have been? 
Uh, it, you know, it was a smaller role, and now it, it actually in the movie at the uh, when I saw the movie, it's it's become a bigger role. It, it is the it, it was the um, the cat in the beginning, who who sees uh, Star Lord robbing the. Um, Oh, the artifact. Korath. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Oh, was, interesting, yeah. interesting. And, and I'm nice. glad I didn't because, my gosh, yeah. that is Korath. And that, that yeah. nobody else can play that Yeah, role. John Van Hunt. Oh, come yeah. on. That was beautiful. He's a, he's that a was, cool cat. Yeah, that yeah. was beautiful. Now, awesome. let's, uh, let, let's talk a little bit about Walking Dead because um, yeah, how did you, uh, I mean, uh, did you, uh, in all honesty, did you think that was uh, – um, the right time for Merle to meet his fate or if or were there other sort of um, things you would have liked? Oh, my gosh. No, there Merle? were so many people I wanted to kill on that show. <laughs> Dude, I wanted to. When are you going to get me? When are you going to let me kill somebody? Yeah. I mean, I just want to kill somebody other than a zombie. Yeah. Don't you think I'd I'd love to kill that person? Yeah. How about that guy? I mean, I, of I course, the governor. I think you had a pretty righteous uh, cause against oh, Rick there. Oh, Rick, the I could have. Oh, oh, I could have just. I could have <laughs> chopped his head off while he slept. No problem. <laughs> Boom. Done. Gone. And slipped out the back door. You and, know, no and, problem. And you and Michonne ended up, you found that sort of uh, Michonne, di- uh, oh, oh, at, let at me. the end, that day. Michonne and I would have, uh, we, we would have become a couple easily. <laughs> easily. I mean, Merle, 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 yeah, I mean, come on. Merle had a thing for Michonne. Everybody knows it. She she was helping. To re- she redeemed you right near the end. I want to know about this fan Merle base actually of Merle, women. Merle had a thing for every female on the show, but none of the females had a thing for him. I want to know about this fan base of women who are after Merle. I want to hear more about the fan are base of like women. Are those like the women who like become uh, it's a fantasy the, the man wives? Is don't call me out. <laughs> well, I'm just wondering if they're like the women who like marry guys in prison that are like pen pals. Totally. Like the guy that just married the the dude. Uh, the serial killer yeah. in prison. I love yeah. you. I love you. <laughs> yeah. I'll marry you. And you're like, I'm just an actor. I'm not really that bad guy. Please. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But you don't say that. <laughs> you're like. No, I say I'm the bad guy, man. I'm, bad. I'm a bad guy. You don't want to know me. You don't want to be around me. And now, then everybody wants to like, know you and be then around they you. Want that, then they want to <laughs> even more. You know? Now, I'm curious because the, the, you you first broke on the scene with Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer, which is yeah. a hell of a way to be introduced to, to audiences. <laughs> w- was that, did you find that uh, being recognized as that guy for, I would imagine, a, several years, was that, a blessing, or did it become kind of an albatross for you, or, or well, how, how no, did you not feel about not that? not at all, because I, you know, I had gone on uh, before Henry was uh, able to get released. I think I had already done a, a Eight Men Out. Um, oh yeah, sales. I had done Mississippi Burning. Um, uh, May I think I think possibly uh, Sea of Love as well. I'm, That's right. Yeah. You know, I'd done. Uh, um, yeah, yeah, I had done. I had already moved on and stuff. But I got to tell you, Errol Morris brought Henry to uh, Telluride for his uh, director's choice. Uh, Henry's revealed to the world, you know, and it got rave reviews. Um, I got rave reviews. People were like uh, in awe of this uh, first-time performance thing, and and. Um, but there were also people who, uh, the first time being screened, we lost 50% of our audience. Yeah. I mean, they just got up, boom, walked out. <laughs> they got out, walked out. Not only were they just walked out, they they were cursing. 
They were like, if if this is what cinema is coming to, forget it. I've never seen another movie and all this kind of stuff. And, and, yeah, I had no and idea the, what 30 years later would bring. It's crazy because I'm leaving the door, too, and I'm hearing this behind me and in front of me and all this stuff, and, and I'm hearing some guy, that guy will never work again. You know, stuff like that. And, I, and, I'm, and I'm like, you know what? That ain't going to happen. I'm going to work again. As a matter of fact, um, I, I, you know, I'm going to go back to my old job. I'm, I'm cleaning office buildings. I'm going to work tonight. <laughs> I have a what's, co- the, what's he talking about? The first time I ever heard about Henry was, um, it was the year it came out, actually. My, I had a cousin who was living in uh, Wrigleyville, you know, in, yeah. in Chicago. Oh, yeah. And uh, he said that he went to see the film in the neighborhood where the film takes place <laughs> accidentally. <laughs> so he goes and he gets out of the movie and he's like walking the same streets so that you're walking. Yeah. He's like oh, yeah. the oh, single yeah. like most horrifying experience of his life. <laughs> Bad true, idea. True, now, true. Um, uh, I, I had I, guys seven foot tall. I mean, big, giant, massive individuals come up to me and go, dude, I got to tell you, I was looking over my shoulder every other minute, every other second, you know, when I was going back to my car. <laughs> I'm looking over my shoulder. I mean, I'm looking at you now and you're like, what? This is a, you know, like a little guy, a puny little guy. I'm only 5'10", you know, I'm 5'10". And, uh, but this, you know, like six four, six seven guys are just, <laughs> it, it moved them in some way. I mean, it was yeah. not only a scary movie, it was a moving movie internally. Your, your internal... I mean, your guts were being churned. I know. You know, because I watched it, and I know my guts were being churned. Yeah. And I know, (laughs) seeing it for the first time, you guys must have been freaking. Yeah, freaking. Was, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I had to say too, uh, you're getting famous. Uh, kind of ruined Sea of Love now because you were the surprise bad guy at the end. Oh, spoiler <laughs> on that 25 year old movie. But now it's like, hey, Michael Rooker's the cable guy. And now you're yeah. like, of course he's going to end up being the killer because Michael exactly. Rooker's in the movie. It totally, you know? it totally and it's like, so you try to watch it now. You're like, oh yeah, that's it she totally didn't kill him. <laughs> But it was, it was a great, it was a great sequence. Oh yeah. I mean, I got the. So I I got, la- I, got shit, of, uh, I got to lay on top of I got to lay on top of Al for three days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, eat your heart out, women. It was um, me and Al. I gotta ask. I forgot one more Yondu question. How long did the makeup take? Uh, you know, not that bad. Uh, Yondu was about three and a half hours, uh, along with a little, uh, a bit of a break for a snack, and then uh, on to my wardrobe. Did were you ever like three and a half hours to so paint total, blue? But all total, it took yeah. about five hours to get camera ready. You know? Oh my god! Yeah. Did you ever think like seriously? Five, I'm I'm just blue. That's all you had to do. To me. <laughs> no, it's not just blue. Really, dude. It, the, the the again, we haven't seen the movie here. No, the coloring uh, on Yandu took several weeks to develop. Uh, they had uh, all sorts of different um, uh, combinations and they were they had a, uh, a guy they were testing on with similar skin tone mm-hmm. uh, over in England before I came over and they were testing on him for three, four weeks. That man was colors. Anthony Hopkins. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. And Anthony was like, yeah, I'll do it for Rooker, no problem. No problem. Anyone else, forget it. You know. And so by the time I got over, they had already tested out the colors, and they had a good good idea. They just didn't know what it was going to do to my skin or mm-hmm. how my skin was going to react or was would I be able to breathe? Would my skin actually uh, work? 
and, and, and um, being in the in the makeup for more than 10, 12 hours a day yeah. could be you yeah, know, not a fun thing. Yeah. And so I said, we put it on, and I said, I'll see you in a minute. And I ran out of the room, and I ran. I ran up and down the stairs, around the building a few times, came back in, looked in the mirror, sweat pouring, coming out of my pores. The makeup did not smear, did not run. It looked as if it was coming out of my actual skin. It, wow. it, was like, it looked like real skin. Holy cow. It was a beautiful, beautiful combination of colors and different tones and different hues. It was, it was really amazing, amazing what they've done. Well, awesome. we can't wait to see the movie. It opens up uh, August 1st mm -hmm. here in the States, and I, I believe worldwide, actually, it's a day-and-date release. And uh, we're really, really stoked that you were able to carve out some time today to uh, come here and talk to us. And uh, you're going to be at uh, Comic-Con as well, right? Next week, Comic-Con? Yeah, coming us? down to Comic-Con, get, uh, get down there on Thursday and, and immediately go to a party. Do you want to come <laughs> to the IGN party? IGN party, uh, when is it? It's Thursday night. Thursday night. I'll have two parties. To go two to. parties. Done. All right. You heard a it here a first. A double party night. We're rolling <laughs> with Michael it, Rooker baby. at the IGN Let's party. Let's do it. Thank you so much for coming in today. Hey, look what you have here. Yeah. yeah it's so. my little Merle Dixon mm. Funko toy. I collect Funko toys. And how could I not have you? In fact, just to, just to be, yeah. I got to get a photo of you here with the. Uh, this, is, this has nothing to do with my little pony. No, nope, <laughs> my little Merle. I'm not. I'm not a brony. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Well, let's grab a photo of you here, and then we're yeah, gonna call it a right day. Here, right here. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks again so much for coming by. Awesome. He's great. He's a great, great guy. Yondu. And he and he stands. He look. He's he, there's no teetering or any almost nope. falling or anything. No. Nope. See, he's still alive. Yeah. Does his arm move? <laughs> nah. Oh no. Uh, Oh, oh. <laughs> Merle lost his hand again. Good God, I, I broke the guy's fungal. Wait, no. there, it's back on. He's we okay. have it. We have it He's on okay. video. <laughs> Look, it's fine. He's That's fine. Right. Merle get his I hand back, everyone. I didn't do nothing. I didn't do nothing. Look if his head comes off. No. Nope. <laughs> awesome. Thanks so much. I, I broke your toy, man. You I'm sorry. did. You did. But oh, yeah, I God. would expect nothing less of Merle Dixon than destruction. Well. There you have it, folks. That was Michael Rooker. Again, we are not podcasting next week, but uh, do check out IGN.com for all of our Comic-Con coverage. As always, thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time.